Hey guys, and welcome back to episode six of The Barbs, the podcast. And I'm joined today, yet again, with my good friend Theo. Hello. Theo. James. It's been a week. It has been a week. What have you been up to over this past week? Oh, this past week has been basically me hammering Hollow Knight. (laughs) 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 To the point that it's, I play for maybe half an hour, and I go, I'm never playing this again. Rage quit, out of it. And now I've made it to the end boss, and I'm like... Cool, let's do this. <laughs> and I've rage quit and I've come here. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, um, sorry to disappoint you, but I've not played a single computer game this week. Oh, what have you been doing? Life is going pretty crazy, pretty mad at the moment. My my brain feels like it's going to explode okay. because there's lots of things going on, which I've kind of spoke about in previous podcasts, saying that there's big things going on in my life at the moment. Um, there's been a spanner thrown in the works. And I'm basically going to be doing a pretty cool traveling filming trip Uh, in like a week's time. And it's not just one, it's two kind of crazy filming trips. Two back to back. Two back to back, which we won't speak about in this week's podcast. I will be talking about that. Tease the audience. (laughs) (laughs) We will be talking about that in next week's podcast where I will just enlighten you on what I'm going to be up to because it's going to be some pretty cool interesting fun things but before we get too waylaid this week's podcast we are going to be talking about a few things and a few very very current things as well what are we going to be talking about today well last night for us was the uh reveal or the announcement from tesla yeah about their new model y suv vehicle excellent and we're also going to be going off and talking about something which you've kind of brought to the table this week. Yeah, so um, Google Games. No official title on that, but gather round, <laughs> as uh, Google have been teasing. And uh, so we'll talk about that later on. And I think you've also got a competition. Yes. Yeah, so also this week, I've been uh, releasing a few videos with competitions in them. So if you're into PC gaming... Um, I would definitely recommend sticking around to the end of this podcast where I will talk about some cool competitions where you can win some cool gifts and some cool prizes and stuff. But again, we will be talking about that at the end of the podcast, along with what we've been kind of watching and consuming at the end of the podcast as well. There is more to my week than Hollow Knight. So it won't just <laughs> Are you be sure? over. <laughs> yeah, You've just been bit. playing <laughs> against the boss all night. Come on. But playing against the boss, throwing the controller away, and then <laughs> and then going back and doing it all again. No, there's been some other stuff as well. Well, um, should we just go straight into first on the agenda? Let's talk about it. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. What a legend. Musky, musky, musk. So do you know much about <laughs> Elon Musk and Tesla? And Do you know what? I My... My knowledge of Elon Musk is actually quite limited. I know him as an engineer, an inventor, and he comes up with these cool things. The Boring Company with the... It's not it, like a boring company, but like the Boring <laughs> I Company. I love the name. Yeah. Um, where they're, you know, all those sorts of things I'm familiar with. And I'm also familiar with some of the like nasty stuff that has kind of come out over the last year or so. Controversial Controversial, things. not necessarily... Yeah. So, you know, his comments around the divers and, and things. Um but beyond that, I also know him for Tesla and electric cars. And so that's what we're looking at now, isn't it? So the Model Y that was revealed yesterday literally at the like Tesla 12, Design Studio. Yeah, probably like 12 hours ago for us, I think yeah, now. So it's yeah. very, very new news. We've known for a couple of weeks that an announcement was coming and the Model Y was going to be released, which is their kind of SUV vehicle. Um, and... Basically, with the reveal, we've kind of been given lots of information about it Mm. and lots of, um, I guess, journalists and YouTubers and stuff were actually at the event. So there's already quite a lot of content online um, because obviously, unfortunately, we weren't there. No, we didn't get the invite. (laughs) Elon, what are you doing, mate? Come on. Because I said he says nasty things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically, we obviously have not been there. I Mm. I would love to go there but we're currently in my one bedroom flat talking about tesla we're not actually in california at the announcement of tesla no just no. to put it straight out there for everybody who might think that we were there yesterday mm. but we've seen it we've seen we've seen online. the car we've seen online, yeah. <laughs> we've seen the life. car we've seen the presentation yes um it's the first time i've really watched elon musk not live but do a presentation move, do a presentation okay and i find it quite interesting mm-hmm. and that usually is 
to describe something that's kind of... But actually, in this case, I think it he's clearly a very knowledgeable, but very dorky kind of person. And I mean that very in the, normal in type the of person, sweetest sort of ways that I feel like I could actually relate to, to him in the yes. fact that he's doing this presentation. He does stutter and stumble in places. But the great thing is, is that none of that matters because then no, he goes, hey, not. check this out. And He's he's not a presenter or a a, a front man of, mm. of something. It's not exactly, um, I guess, been trained to do like the big public speaking events, yeah. which you would have maybe thought that some people, the heads of companies probably get all that training. He might have. He, but his, his yeah. way of communicating and coming across... Um, to the to the masses is just being him like he can basically do anything and say anything and that doesn't matter at the end of the day because what he runs and the companies he runs are so revolutionary Mm. that i think that's what makes it such a cool fit in a way that he's not this um I don't know how to explain it. He's not this type of person who you can't relate to creating these things. He's very relatable. Yes, yeah. And he's creating these things. I mean, I, I've watched the presentation now. I yeah. actually watched it a couple of times, sort of, because I knew we were going to talk about it and I wanted to just... Preparation for the preparation, podcast. Preparation, putting in the effort. <laughs> um, but, you know, I actually really enjoyed the presentation mm-hmm. and I felt engaged when I was yes. watching it. Because it's real, isn't it? It's, it's real and it's so... It's so refreshing. Yeah, it feels genuine as well. I love that he came out and people were shouting like, hey, yeah. we love your shoes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he, he starts doing his like, little dance and stuff. Yeah. And it just, it humanizes him. Yes. And it made me then think, oh, okay, I will actually listen to you. Yeah. Um, Do you find that when you watch, say, a, um, a presentation from Google or from Apple, that you feel like they are coming across very scripted and very almost robotic in a way i find that not just with those companies but actually a lot of a lot of companies they're like so um it's very well rehearsed yeah and almost too well rehearsed in some instances i don't think you know that there's no personality in those yeah so i think it depends on the the presenter i think of course yeah I, i think what Elon Musk did in in presenting this was was good. I found it quite amusing though because when the car actually comes out, because of course, and this is the thing with Elon Musk, is we said we'd talk about Tesla, and all we've done so far is talk about him. him. Yeah. Um. But when the car actually did come out, and it came out to like a, I can't remember whether it's, whether it's maybe a White Stripes track or a Jack White Stripe, uh, a Jack White song or something um and um it came out and there's lots of like cheering and whooping from the crowd. But then he goes and like looks around the car in the same way that I would look around the car if yeah. I was buying a new one. Like he's peering in the back. He's like a tire kicking. <laughs> yeah. And I thought actually this is quite bizarre, but yeah, I still really like that. And um, I think what they're doing with that car looks really cool. And you know the the sort of calling it the the model Y. If I had the money, it'd be the model Y not. You know, because that car just sort of kind of ticks a lot of the boxes for me. And I think one thing what I love about now releasing the Model Y is he's obviously released the Model S, the Model Mm. 3, and the Model X. Yeah. So now the Model Y creates sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not know No, I didn't know that. Well, I I knew the... The the model names, but if you put them them out now, you've got S... Three, three, which is your X and, y. <laughs> and apparently, I can't. Is it Ford owns like the Model E, like the brand name Model E or something? Right. I'm sure okay. there's a company who owns E. Yeah. So he's basically had three. So now they have sexy. So now people are predicting the next two cars are going to be A and F. Oh my god, <laughs> this totally makes sense now because when I was researching it earlier and obviously watching the videos, yeah, and he ends with we're yeah. bringing sex. What was it? He's bringing sexy back quite literally. Yeah. I was like. Oh, that's kind of a geeky yeah, thing so to say. A lot, a lot of people would have gone over their heads, but well, me included. You know, there we go. I couldn't even see it; it was so <laughs> high up there. But yeah, that's cool. So yeah, look forward to the model A and F. I imagine <laughs> the F is just going to be nude coloured. Have you have you seen um, Marcus Brownlee's video, MKBHD's video? I have not. He was at the actual announcement yesterday. Okay. And obviously, we're going to be talking about the model Y, but at the end of his video. He looks around the roadster 
Right. Yeah. The Tesla Roadster, yeah. which looks absolutely flipping gorgeous. Yeah, it like looks that, right? like a spaceship. Like it looks like <laughs> the coolest sports car you've ever seen. Is that the one that's going to be on Mars in ten years? <laughs> yes, it's it's going to be flying <laughs> around Mars. As, I mean, that's it actually what, it actually like, is a rocket. Okay. It's a, it's a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> because you could literally say anything now and I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, it's Elon Musk. He's going to it's a it's going to go underground like Thunderbird 4. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just it's going to be the new boring company and then it flies out and goes around Mars. <laughs> I so, love that. Where are you going to be in 10 years time? Uh, stick it on Mars. Yeah, just going to fly around <laughs> Mars. It now it's going to be on Mars. Um, so yeah, I've set my calendar. Good. <laughs> 10 years time driving around Mars. <laughs> So the actual Model Y, they're going to be releasing a few different model versions of it. Yes. From a standard, a long range, um, a dual all-wheel drive one and a performance one as well. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously... um, So the main difference is, as far as I could tell, we're we're talking about range. Yeah, it's basically... price, I guess. It's to do with battery power, Uh, I assume. Um, So the actual ones which are going to be... Oh, which are going to be released first are the kind of the performance ones and yes. the actual standard versions are going to be coming out in spring 21 so the, so the performance ones are going to be out in next, next year. year so like was it it was autumn next year uh fall i think it's fall next year yeah yeah I say autumn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's because I've just been writing things down from the actual keynote. Yeah, so it yeah. said fall. Full tw- yeah, fall 2020. And then the... Standard version standard. will be out in spring. So obviously the full one... Uh, the full one. The performance one coming yeah. out in fall is slightly more expensive. So that was the one that was, what, like but, 47? I think it was, it, they gave a range, wasn't it? So I guess yeah, depending so on options that you take on. The long range starts at 47000 This is all dollars, obviously. Yeah. $47,000. Um, the dual all-wheel drive one will be $51,000, and the performance will be $60,000. Okay, okay. So for us starting, I guess the 47 is about 36 k Yeah, around that. Oh, if we were to ever pay the exact price. Yeah, that, if, it ever, if that, that ever happens. Yeah. So yeah, starting at that, going up to around, I guess, what, 45000 for the mm. performance version. Mm. Um, but the difference is, there's quite a big difference, obviously, from like the standard version, which will be out, which is uh, launching at 39000 mm. obviously all the way up to $60,000. Uh, dollars for the performance one but if you look at things from say the range the standard one will be going 230 miles on a full charge yeah which is pretty far uh, yes okay and the performance one <coughs> will go 280 but you can also get the long version which can go 300 miles okay so that's that's good isn't it which is a long way that is a long way i'm not sure i don't think they revealed how quick charge times and things will be at the moment no but then i was actually quite surprised to see this the network of supercharging yeah. that they yeah. have it is incredible yeah um everywhere they're installing them to and stuff at the moment which mm. is kind of mad so yeah it's is one of those things where when you go to purchase one do you go for one which goes far do you go for one which goes fast um, you know, there's lots of different variations you can get <coughs> in. Sorry, headphone users. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies for that. <laughs> Obviously, you can get lots of different uh, variations and stuff. But if we just look at, say, how fast the thing can go. I mean, this thing sounds pretty fast to me. So, naught to for 60. An SUV. <laughs> yeah, remember this is an SUV. The standard can do naught to 60 in 5.9 seconds. Which oh, okay. is. I didn't realize there was a performance variation between. So the 0 to 60 in the standard is 5.9 seconds. Right. If you buy the performance one, yeah. it could do 0 to 60 in 3.5. Oh, that's quick. How it? many other cars, any how many other SUV SUVs. cars can do 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds and go at a top speed of 150? And this, is, this is a potentially seven-seater. <laughs> seven this is a seven-seater um, SUV family car. Yes, right for when you need to get your family to places very quickly <laughs> <laughs> and get away very very quickly on that, that three point five. That is quick, isn't it? That is quite unreal. And they're basically saying it's it's almost designed exactly the same around the Model Three. Okay, um, kind of looks pretty much the same. The Model 3 is the safest car ever yeah. to be tested. Um, he he says it's the, the US government's like safest car and the probability of getting hurt in it is like basically 
not going to happen. Mm. This is going to be on the same standard as the Model 3. So the Model yeah. Y is going to be, again, probably one of the most safest cars to drive. Well, I mean, I took a quote from him where he said, we expect it to be the safest SUV in the world by far. Yeah. And then he went on to say that he wants it to be safe enough to not pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Which (laughs) is an incredible quote. (laughs) But that's the thing, though, because obviously with electric cars and autonomy Within the cars, whether that's going to be a fully autonomous car, mm. auto drive, or is it going to be a like a, a guided assist type mode? So, yeah. you know, you have to like touch the steering wheel to make sure it's in lane. Or is it going to be at a point where you can literally turn your seat around, talk to someone in the back seat and the car drives itself? The whole car has been designed to be software updated. So yeah, the better... Yeah the intelligence of the autopilot becomes, Hmm. the more... um, I guess that also plays into changing road networks and things. Yeah. So, for instance, I have a sat-nav in my car, which is from 2008, I think. Okay. No, actually, sorry, tell a lie. It's 2014, around that sort of era. And it is now mostly good. (laughs) But there are still... oddities where roads have changed and where you're driving along it and all of a sudden your car according to the sat nav is in a field or in a river (laughs) so i imagine this software update can mitigate that old sat navs they have built-in maps built-in software and they have a gps in them Mm. So they don't actually ever contact the internet, so they can never be updated unless you physically download the new maps. I know you can update, you can pay for the updates, but with the car, with the car, it does it by itself. That's great. You get in the car in the morning, it's updated itself, and it can drive itself 150 miles an hour. I imagine (laughs) that's the scary thing. You get in and you go, "I want to go to work." It obviously wouldn't go 150 miles an hour. But you're sat in your driveway and you say, I want to go to work. And three and a half seconds later, you're at 60 miles an hour <laughs> and the car is driving. Whilst you're eating your wheat a bit. Perfect. What's, what's wrong with that? I don't know. What is wrong <laughs> with that? <laughs> so you, you quite like this then. I I love Tesla. Mm. I love the, the future proofing around it. I love um, that it's no longer in this kind of, which I classify now is what we what we drive around is very like steam engine-esque as in it's it's old school school. we're we're burning fossil fuels we have such big moving parts in those vehicles and they're causing obviously so much pollution and environmental impacts Mm. and stuff that if which I would love to get to a point to one day especially with myself I don't know whether Mm. it'll be everyone but personally I want to have a house and I want to have solar panels or i want to have the solar roof tiles which elon musk has created to charge the sun's rays into a battery on my wall as a boiler would be in your airing cupboard or something charge it up charge your car run your house all through the power of electricity through the sun Mm. and there's like virtually obviously there's going to be some pollution creating it but obviously he's created the gigafactory which is a solar panel factory which creates the cars in the first place mm. that you're just getting rid of so much pollution that doesn't necessarily need to be there anymore because we're yeah. just so stuck in this like era of this is how it is this is how we drive cars this is how we have buses and planes mm. and everything it's like i think that is starting to move I think Obviously, that, yeah, because I so think, many bigger brands now are coming yeah, out exactly. with the electric car. Yeah, and that's that's wonderful. That's really it's good amazing. to see. And I hope you need people we... like Elon Musk, though, who is a pioneer and an entrepreneur forward. and someone who is forward-thinking mm. enough to think the benefit of what it's going to be like in 10 years. For instance, 11 years ago, almost to the day, Tesla created one car. They made one car. Okay. This time next year, they would have made a million cars. So there's now so basically, a million more cars that are... Um, are they all electric? Yeah. Okay. So basically, if you go back 10 years, mm-hmm. when, you know, just over 10 years ago, when Tesla was started, it was like a, a group of people, you know, basically like in a spare bedroom trying to come <laughs> right, up with these yeah. concepts and these ideas. Mm. 
within 10 years they've created a million cars mm. which is unbelievable yeah <laughs> like, so if those if those cars are all being purchased by somebody yeah that's a million cars, less cars a, a million petrol or diesel cars yeah. that haven't been purchased yeah and aren't being used yeah which is just which is great yeah which is great and then you think 10 years in 10 years times so if he's done that in in 10 years you know when you're younger and you're at school and someone goes where do you see yourself in 10 years kid you're like, I haven't got a bloody clue playing football. Elon Musk know. is up on Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like 10 years ago, He's not, within 10 years, he's created a million cars. In another 10 years, that's probably going to be tenfold, it's, if not more. Yeah, And as adoption rates increase, yes. it's only going to become more affordable for the average uh, consumer. And the price keeps coming down and coming down. For instance, the Model Y is you know, coming in at a... It's obviously still quite expensive, at about £30,000. But is, this is still a performance car. Yeah. Even the standard but model. But people, people spend twenty twenty five thousand 25000 on vehicles all the time. Already, yeah. So, so you know, a little bit more, the 30000 mark is an affordable yeah. car. It's not that these are just like supercars, you know, £200,000 car, which can do these performance things. Mm-hmm. It's a seven-seater SUV, which it's, you can have it's in your practical. house. It's practical. But he said that that seven-seater is an option. So is the standard a five? I, I'm i not too sure about that. I'm, I'm not sure whether it's literally little fold-down seats in the back to make it seven. Oh, okay. So it's or, optional. Or is like it that, optional yeah. as in you have to buy the like extra seats? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how it works. By the kind of cross-section, yeah. it looks like they were like little tiny flappy seats. Okay. Probably not ideal for tall people. No, okay. But at the end of the day, you still fit five people in it very, very comfortably, as yeah. every other car is. Yeah. What was your favourite feature on the Model Y? There's one thing which I didn't actually pur- I didn't purposefully, I didn't actually personally notice, but mm. again, going back to um, Marcus Brownlee's video on it, he noticed it, and he even said in his video, not many people have noticed it, that all of the chrome trim, which is on, say, like the Model 3... Right, yeah. There's no chrome trim on the new Model Y. On the y. It's all like matte black. Okay. And I think that was a really nice touch. It just looks, I don't know, it just looks really nice. It just makes it look even more modern. Because and this the is whole trim around looks, what? Like the, so just, the bottom of the windows, yeah. you know, all like little, just the, the actual, the fancy bits of trim, like bumper strips oh, and okay, all those yeah, type yeah. of things, all of that has been like black. super shiny chrome. Now it's matte black. I do like matte black. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Any any favorite? Uh, I do you know I really like the panoramic oh, glass yes. roof. Yeah, and I think that's something that really does appeal to me. And I, I know a few other cars and car manufacturers yeah. have done it since uh, and actually before. Um, I just love that. Yeah, it's amazing. I really like that. It's huge, mm. and the screen in it, and oh. We're going off on a tangent now about Tesla. Should we move on to our next topic? What's our next topic? Our next topic is Google Games. Ooh. Gather round. Teasing the Google Games. Which we should probably say from the off, everything we're probably about to say is It's going to be proven wrong next week. Yes. (laughs) Because what's happening next week? So next week is... um, GDC, the Games Developers Conference, and that's happening between March the 18th and the 22nd in San Francisco. Um, it's not unusual for Google to be there, mm-hmm. for one, so um, because they would normally be there supporting uh, Android phones and, of course, the Google Play Store. What we have seen over the last month or so is that um, Google have been teasing something um, and that something is looking more and more like it may be getting ready to enter into, I'm going to say console, mm-hmm. into the console market. Certainly something um, in the hardware uh, side of things. Do you think it is going to be hardware? Do you know what? There was a couple of things that I was uncertain of because, I mean, Google have recently done um, the Project Stream, mm-hmm. which enabled users to uh, play Assassin's Creed Odyssey on any Chrome uh, browser on their desktop. And I think, as far as I know, that was quite successful. So it was looking like, oh, well, okay, if Google are doing a gaming thing, it's going to be streaming. Um, but what is interesting is that there's some other stuff that has gone on. And actually, um, the tease for uh, 
next week, so for next Tuesday on the 19th. Um, Which is um, the day before my birthday, by the way. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, it's actually come from, it was posted, I think, originally on Twitter by Google's senior VP of hardware, mm-hmm. um, whose name I'm going to butcher now. I apologize. <laughs> Rick Osterio, I believe his name is. Um, and he's been promoting the reveal on Twitter. So Rick is the guy behind uh, Google Home and the Pixel phone. So definitely, quite big things. Quite big things and definitely hardware. Yes. You know, so those are definitely not pieces of software. That's yep. that's hardware. And this is the guy who's promoting that. Um, on that same page, uh, there's a link that takes you to the um, Google Store. Now, the Google Store, as I only recently found out, is actually different to the Google Play Store. Right, okay. So the Google Play Store is for your apps and for all your software. The Google Store is for um, buying Google Home and for buying anything that is hardware-based. And on that on that um, storefront, it is running the teaser trailer. So uh, okay. if you haven't seen the teaser trailer, it is basically a lot of shots of different typical gaming environments um and it's kind of traveling through a tunnel um towards this and then it ends quite abruptly with then the date for next week and the little tagline of gather round and then okay nice little g and a sound that sounds very cool and satisfying almost like a starting sound almost like a startup sound like a sega oh man that's <laughs> don't because I'll, I'll be gone for hours talking about that um so yeah it actually kind of is starting to point potentially towards a hardware reveal next week mm-hmm. which i think is quite interesting in addition to that there has been um the whether it was leaked or but basically the the patent office in the in the u.s has had these drawings these designs of what is a google controller and yes. I think there's a big emphasis on notifications and things with it mm-hmm. and actually how it interacts with what they call host devices. So it could theoretically be, and this is all totally out of my head, it's speculation and just <laughs> well, that's the thing. Rumor it's all rumors. The, it's all rumors until next week. And I'm sure whatever we say today will be wrong. wrong. <laughs> and they'll, um, they'll come up with, um, they'll prove us all wrong next week and they'll show us what they've been working on. Um but for now, it's there's some stuff about there's some patents about um, how it interacts with host devices, including TVs and tablets, and it kind of sounds like this controller could potentially you could log into it in the same way as you log into Google on your phone or on oh, your browser, okay. um, and then it basically carries your information with it. So potentially, what that could mean is, and this is just thinking yeah. logically, is that if you log in somewhere with your Google. Um, controller on a TV and then you have to go out somewhere you could then potentially log into your phone using that controller and carry on playing the same game if it was a streaming thing uh, okay I see you what know. you mean so I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we see hardware and a streaming service yes which Google is a obviously an enormous um, internet infrastructure company they have that structure to be able to back that streaming side up. Yes, of course. Much in the same way that I believe Microsoft are going to, and we we touched on it last week, um, is I think that might be the future for them as well. In addition to having a console, they also want you to be streaming. Yeah. Um, and of course, the other exciting stuff that we've been hearing from uh, Google this week is that Jade Raymond has been appointed as a VP of a division of Google. Now, um the first time that I saw this news article, it just said VP of Google, which I thought, <laughs> that's a big jump. That's a great <laughs> career move for her. Um, uh, Google is actually split up into lots of little divisions so and has lots of uh, VPs of all, all of them. Um, so I would imagine knowing her background. Um, so Jade Raymond, uh, if you don't know her background, um, probably most famous for... Um, developing the original Assassin's Creed series mm-hmm. um, and then producing things like Watch Dogs for Ubisoft and then moving on to EA where she was heading up the Motive Studio which um, were working on the... I think they all, they did some work on Battlefront 2, Star Wars mm-hmm. Battlefront 2 and then they were doing um, some... I think they were doing a single-player Star Wars game for EA. 
that got canned. I was going to say, that the plug got pulled on that one. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. Which is a shame because I personally would love some single-player Star Wars content. Who wouldn't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, well, um, it, it kind of makes sense then that she's potentially going to be doing a VP role of a gaming division for, for Google. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that hire... Phil Harrison, who is a former exec at Microsoft and then Sony, he's probably most famous for um, being exec with with Sony, um, was hired by Google at the start of last year, start of 2018. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he's involved in this bit, considering his his history. Um, so it definitely is pointing towards some, some gaming thing, obviously, with all yeah. of these kind of leaks, whether it's the sort of controller sort of what do you call them, blueprints or something, like mock-ups. And obviously yeah. I've seen people have now made 3D renders of the controllers. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's lots of these things which are obviously lining up that they are, well, Google's trying to come into the gaming industry. I think that's the thing what we just don't know at the moment. Is it just going to be a streaming thing that you stream through Chrome? Mm. Or is it going to be an actual hardware? Is it just going to be a controller? Is it going to be an actual console like an Xbox or a PlayStation? Mm. I think moving forward, it should all be consumer focused and yeah. about choice. So, do you, you think that we box? will have a choice? As in, do you think that we will be able to put a disc into it? Oh, that is a good question, isn't it? Um... Because I know that that's obviously a very sore subject at the moment. I think we all know at the end of the day, it's going to go down the line of everything's going to be digital. In the future. Mm. And for- I don't mean like now, now or this year or next year. Obviously, it's going to be one of those things where not everyone will be able to stream. Not everyone will be able to download a game, especially when you buy a game now and it has a 100 gig download update. The yeah. day you put it in, it's like, well, long gone are the days where you can just put a disc in and play the game straight away. You have to put it in a week before to download the, it. The Spyro collection. Yep. It has the original Spyro game on the disc, and I have to download the other two. Yeah. What's all that about? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Um, it's just like a key, basically, now, isn't it? A yeah. disc is basically a key to then download the content, um, which, you know, a lot of people, especially if you live in bigger cities where you have nice, fast internet, but people who live in the countryside... Us included. An, yeah. Like, we... Luckily, where I live at the moment... Um, I have fairly good internet with good upload and good download speeds. But for instance, Holly's parents, where they live, mm. their like download speed is maybe three meg down, oh, which some people yeah. would is not that even good enough for streaming. For you streaming, can, you can just about stream, say Netflix, just about. So if you wanted to stream games, you won't be able to do it because you would need like a, a download of probably at yeah. least ten meg. Mm. It's like we touched upon last week that. I should have looked at what company it is, but you can pay monthly to have like your gaming computer online. I've got a and feeling this and is NVIDIA, I think. Yeah, I think it might yeah. be. And basically it's their sort of streaming uh, games console. Yeah. So you can have a really crappy old laptop, but you can still be playing top of the range games because it's all done. The actual power is done, it's done remotely on a server. Mm. But saying that, you need to have the good internet to be able to do it. So Although it's, good it's internet- great and good internet speed is actually more achievable and more affordable to people than buying a computer buying a high-end gaming yes of course um so there's an easier access into that um sort of ecosystem if you want to play high-end computer games on your pc if it presents you an option that says yeah you either buy a whizzy bang computer for you know thousands of pounds or you can pay your monthly subscription to your internet provider and then another separate monthly subscription that is going to be more affordable to a game streaming provider do you think that's what google are trying to tap into then i think probably you do well i do i do actually think that they're probably going to go hardware plus some streaming because then it gives people that option and do you think that they're going to be releasing um 
Like what what type of games do you think they're going to be releasing? Is it going to be like an open source thing or is it going to be like just Steam or is it going to be that they have originals? I think where we've seen other companies try and muscle in on the big three in the past, um, thinking of uh, things like the Ouya box, mm-hmm. um, where it was basically an open platform and yeah. it had a lot of, say, smaller indie titles. From what I can tell they're probably going to be trying to muscle in on the big three. And actually, there's going to be support from um, Ubisoft and uh, ID Software. Yeah. Who, I mean, the Ubisoft connection is interesting with Jay Raymond's um, sort of presence in, in the whole thing. And then the ID Software, who obviously make uh, things like Doom, um, they're actually supporting and showing off some features as part of Google's developer days, mm-hmm. which is following on after the, um, I imagine it's going to be like a keynote next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Too easy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think if that's where they're going to pitch it, and they're going to be looking for, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is what they use for the streaming, um, sort project stream. Testing, testing. Testing the platform. So if it could run Assassin's Creed then, it's yeah. more than likely going to run Assassin's Creed now and probably in a better capacity. Yeah. So, and who knows? I mean, they could even come up with stuff that's a different pricing ways of pricing yeah. it so if you want to stream things only in 1080p for instance same as like netflix same as netflix you pay on it on a yeah. tiered basis and it would be great if you can then pay per user or something as well that if there's yeah. two people in your household you don't have to pay twice as much you can pay one and then mm. add on like how a, good would that be yeah i'm thinking if you know fiona and i want to play stardew valley together when <laughs> that multiplayer um <laughs> update finally drops for the for the ps4 um i'd love to be able to just log in yeah uh, you know not buy and at the moment i'm thinking do i buy another ps4 for fiona so that we can yeah. then play stardew together and it's the same <laughs> with like do you have to buy two games if it's on this one yeah, device streaming device subscription yeah and much like netflix you could have theoretically a, watch the same thing in two different rooms yeah have like say two logins four logins or something yeah that, yeah that would be cool. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so that's basically going to be happening from Tuesday. So that's from Tuesday. So their presentation is at um, 10, 10 a.m. PDT, which for us is about 5 p.m. So basically finish work next week and we'll go and find out Straight what Google have got in store for us. And we're trying to jot a few things down. And if we can squeeze another podcast in next week we can do a, a recap or reaction of what has just been announced. Tune in to find out how wrong we were. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we can cut between like what we predicted and what actually happens. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I predict there's going to be a box that sits under your TV. I'm going to okay. say for definite, there's going to be a hardware box. <laughs> do you think that there's going to be a disc slot in that box? I'm gonna. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no. So you think it's only streaming? I'm gonna say it's all digital. All digital. Okay. Much like actually the. Um, what do you do if they didn't release anything and it's just just a box? It's just it's yeah. a paperweight, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a really. It's bound to be white. Yeah. <laughs> It'll match in with um, Google you, Home and. Would you be worried that it's constantly like listening and things like? Oh, Alexa's everyone's listening and, all the time. You're not worried about that. Oh yeah, of course I am. Do you reckon it will have cameras? That's why my in house it? is wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it will have cameras in it? So it'd be almost like a connect thing, so you can actually, it would sign you in f- facially, and Do you know, what, I, it would talk to it like Alexa and all those types of things. I Google wouldn't Home. be a bit surprised if there's um, like a login feature that is on the controller. Okay. So perhaps unlike a camera. It's got a fingerprint scanner okay, or something yeah. like that. So it or a depth camera, in. so it just scans your face like an iPhone 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, because I don't know how people they feel about having cameras they, and things yeah. in their homes and microphones. Yeah, it's just one of those things which... But if you already have a, a home setup, a Google Home setup, yeah. or an Alexa, it's yes. doing it anyway. Yeah, so. it's no different. It's no different. It, that's a personal preference on how yeah. much privacy you like to have yes. and how much you but want to But then I think if you are, if you're worried about it, you probably know, um, you, you either know whether you're going to accept these things into your home or your life or not. Yeah. 
they're not forcing you to have them. You willingly choose to have a device such as a Google Home or an Alexa or Siri or was it whatever's on Android? What, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're technically always listening. Mm. So having like another one of those devices, is it another way of just p- compiling all of that data and sending it back to the big servers? And I imagine it's not as big of a deal breaker for most people as it could be for yeah. people who are very cynical and skeptical about yeah. those sorts of things. Um, and I think from a business point of view, Google be very smart to put that in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, the pros probably outweigh the cons on it in terms of if it turns into something that mirrors uh, Netflix for games, which I think is kind of the gold standard that people yeah. are chasing now. Um, if it can do something like that well, yeah. then, yeah, people will probably sacrifice a little bit of personal data in order to have that convenience. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. Because that's the thing. Like, if you go back 10 years ago, no one would have wanted to you know if you said like in the future you're going to be sharing everything every movement every check-in every Mm -hmm. location you've been to is going to be on your personal device in your pocket you know when you when we were at school and we were kids like online security was such a thing Mm. that we would have been like you know don't talk to strangers that was like such a thing now it's still relevant it's still relevant yes (laughs) don't go off and talk to strangers but it, it was all about like Holding on to your information, never release your um, email addresses, you know, all like certain things. Now it's, you know, you're you're throwing that stuff out without you even knowing you're giving it away now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's very much the emphasis is on the consumer yeah. to ensure that you're safe online yeah, as well. And just be sensible. Just be yeah. sensible. If something looks dodgy, don't engage with it. I know. Do you get all those phone calls all the time where it's like spam phone calls, you're trying to like... Oh, are you going to get PPI claims and all that? Sort Very of stuff? rarely. I used to get them a lot. Um, I get like five to ten a day. Oh my God. I'm not even joking. I had one two days ago. Yeah. And it was this robot voice. It wasn't even a human. It was robot voice. And I don't know how people fall for it, but it was basically like... Was it from the future? It might have been. <laughs> and basically, it was a robot voice telling me that um, HMRC are doing... Um, doing research and i've been triggered as some fraudulent thing and if i don't press one now it's not true <laughs> yeah, if, I, if i don't press one now the police are going to come shortly so what did you do so i hung up and i looked out the window and i thought well there's no police out there obviously it's not true mm. but it's just like you risk taker i like you that know, you hung up like a, and then looked out the window <laughs> <laughs> if it was me i'd maybe oh, I'd, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd maybe look out the window see if there's anyone scoping the place <laughs> out i think the thing is because <laughs> i get so many of those phone calls um i'm just kind of like used to them now and i just i just have a bit of fun with them now change, I, especially change your number well, I can because I use it for business and work oh, and don't things. Don't change your number. No, yeah. I just every time I just block that number. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we're, that was just a weird little sidetrack. Was a you weird um, also brought to the table something about Hello Games? I did. Yeah. So, do you want to briefly touch upon that? I will briefly touch upon what is going on with Hello Games. So, about an hour or so ago, this is literally very, just before we start this literally podcast. Before we started, um, Hello Games, the creator of uh, No Man's Sky have posted on the PlayStation blog uh, basically de- detailing the um, the next big update um, expansion, I guess is probably the better word mm-hmm. for it, for um, No Man's Sky. And following on from the next update that... Um, it's called Next. It's not the next one. Um, following on from the next update that uh, released in 2018 that I think was received really positively from a lot of No yes. Man's Sky players. Yeah. Um, this is the new one is called Beyond, um, and basically the new Beyond um, update is going to be three updates. Or the, so the Beyond expansion is going to be three updates. The first one of those is called No Man's Sky Online. Okay. Okay. We don't know a lot more than that at the moment. Details are quite thin on the ground. Um, however, that being said, uh, Sean Murray from Hello Games has said that there will be. Um, it will be a free update. Mm-hmm. There'll be no microtransactions in it, and it will radically change the way that um, No Man's Sky players play the game and interact with one another. Um, and he also said that it will al- allow players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. Wow! So 
quite exciting things if you're a fan of No Man's Sky. Did you play No Man's Sky? I have only played it very briefly, and I played it on Xbox. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy. Is this my when time it first it. came out? No, through the controversial the, stuff or no? After? So um, it launched on PS4 and PC originally. I think in 2016, mm-hmm. 2000, maybe 2017. And um, then, obviously, there was a lot of controversy around it at the time of releasing. When it came to Xbox, it was around the same time. It may have been day and date for um, actually uh, the next update. Uh, okay. So when the next update launched on, on console, it was the same day that it came out on, on Xbox. So I played it maybe a week or so after it came out okay. on Xbox. Yeah. So Holly still loves that game Mm -hmm. and one thing which i find hilarious is i made a video probably about two years ago when it first came out and it was playstation 4 on a 55 inch tv it was us playing it playing no man's sky Mm. and to this day i still get comments of like wtf how dare you play no man's sky on a 55 inch tv like basically how how dare you even contemplate trying to play that game on a new console on a new tv and it's like what's the problem because people just hate on that game because of the controversy controversy yeah but i just don't understand because it was such it was like a small development which which kind of blew up at e3 and everyone thought it was going to be this like triple a huge title with like hundreds and hundreds of workers creating it but it wasn't it was just a small development team to put it into perspective hello games are based in a small office in guildford in in england and um when i think prior to starting no man's sky i will probably get the figure wrong now but when they were making the Joe Danger games, which are a lovely little like 2D side scroller um, puzzle action game, similar to Trials Fusion, actually. Okay. Um, when they were making those games, it was literally a team of four of them making that. And then they basically went, We're going to make these little stunt games, and now we're going to make a universe. Yeah. With like 18 quintillion <laughs> planets in it. It was unbelievable for such a small team. Yeah. And then obviously, when it was released at E3, Everyone was like, holy moly, this is going to be like the coolest thing ever. I think a victim of their own hype. Yes. Um, but then is that their fault if the hype got the best of... Like, they weren't the ones, I guess, creating the hype. People create the hype yeah. about it. I think it was just such a shame that the controversy controversy had to happen because people will still not play that game because of the controversy, I think which is such a shame. In 2019, it would be wrong of people to to hold that game to account yeah. for what, how it released. Yeah. Um, much in the same way that a lot of the games are service games. Um, yeah. So your Destinies, your Divisions, your, um, I guess your Anthems. Yeah. Um, in the future, say, Anthem in a year's time is going to be wildly different, mm-hmm. I hope, from how it is now. Um, but before going into too much into Anthem, and I think that's the kind of, kind of the same case with uh, no Man's Sky. Yeah. So they've worked very hard to bring that to a point, and I think the next update was received very positively. Yes, it um, got a lot of new players, and a lot of the original players would have gone back to it. But it uh, is now; it is vastly different. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously still technically the same, but it looks very different. Gameplay is quite different and stuff what now. They've with added the updates, from what I've seen massive. is incredible. But it's basically the people uh, were annoyed if you don't know is because they what they thought they were getting is kind of where it is now. So yeah. what they released wasn't quite what people were thinking they it were going to get. wasn't quite there. Yes. Yeah. And they said that things will come in updates. And like you just said, this new update, what's it called? It's, the new update is called uh, No Man's Sky Beyond. So, and then within that, the first part of that is No Man's Sky Online. And again, it's free. It's free. There's so, no microtransactions in it. So... They're they're giving you basically new new stuff, new games, new things again with no microtransactions for free. What's there to complain about? I mean, if this <laughs> if if you've been playing No Man's Sky for a bit and then you've come off the boil with it, and then you hear about this yeah. and you think, yeah, okay, when that comes out, I'm going to jump back in. Yeah, you know, and it's and there'll be new people who think, oh, okay, that sounds cool. Whatever online turns yes. out to be, yes, if it's a 
you know, it talks about bringing people together to meet and play in a new way. Maybe it turns it into like a big social hub. Then there may be people who haven't experienced it before now think this is the time I want to jump yeah. in. It's got something slightly different in it, so I will jump in. Yeah. I just find it hilarious though when I think when Holly bought it, it was literally like a couple of weeks or a month after it was released. Mm. It was literally like eight pound second hand because yeah. the game was like worthless. Mm. Now if you go in, they're like twenty five quid still for second hand because it's it's so reta- it's it's, it's, it's retained, gone, but it's now earned with that, its value back. Yeah, with that new update mm. a year or two ago, whenever it was meant that the value of the game went up yeah so now with this one it's, it's still going to hold that it's value which, which I, those... I really like that the kind of the underdog is just kept fighting ignored the hater and they're like great british spirit isn't it, it? is it's just <laughs> <laughs> just knuckle down and just get yeah. on with it yeah keep calm and make more no man's car <laughs> um but you know it's uh it's good to see it and i i think this is positive news yes. for anyone who's a fan and if they're not a fan yet then is it available on pc yeah I think it so. is yeah. and if you're into pc gaming we've got a competition nice did you like that did <laughs> you like, like that, that. <laughs> that was a segue and a half um so basically this week i have released three videos on my barbster films youtube channel and it's basically with a company called easy smx where they make uh, affordable uh, consumer stuff for gaming. Yeah. So I've got three videos released all on the same day with a gaming headset and two different wireless gaming controllers. The two controllers for PC mm-hmm. and the gaming headset is for anything because it's a gaming controller. It's got a three and a half mil jack. You can plug it into any headphone socket. If you want to enter to win any of those three, you just have to head over to Barb's to Films, the YouTube channel, watch the video of me kind of reviewing the product, given my kind of two cents on what the actual product's like. Um, And then I talk about how you can actually win it. And basically what you have to do is make sure you're subscribed and like the video and comment why you want to win. And then in a couple of weeks' time, in the beginning of April, I will be selecting five winners for each product. product, So 15 winners in total. Wow, fantastic. Um, And you can win all of that stuff for free. Just for hitting like and subscribe. And commenting why you deserve to win the controller (laughs) on the headset. Yeah, Barb's Films if you want to enter to win those um, things, basically. Cool. And before we wrap up on today's uh, podcast, because we're getting to that hour mark already. It goes so quickly. It's unbelievably fast. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying our kind of very up-to-date and current talk about Tesla and Google and Hello Games. We always end our podcast with a little segment called, I haven't actually got a name for it. It's just basically what we talk about, what we've been consuming through the digital world. It's a really of, long title. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to work on the title. Basically, what we've been watching on Netflix or Amazon Prime or what we've been consuming, trailers, uh, anything. So for me, I would start off by saying last week I spoke about Afterlife. You did, By yeah. Ricky Gervais. Um, I said that I was going to watch it and I've watched five episodes so far and I think there's only six episodes I think there's only one left Um, it's brilliant I love it it's it's, uh, definitely worth a watch I assume you haven't watched it I have not watched it yet we're waiting to watch it Okay, Um, we will get around to maybe starting it this weekend I've watched it on my own Mm -hmm. Holly's not watched it with me and the, the main reason why Holly hasn't watched it is because we watched Derek together and right. she couldn't watch the final episode of Derek because of how sad and kind of, you know, just emotional. Yeah, how emotional yeah. it was. So just by that, by not watching that episode of Derek, she hasn't got the courage to watch Afterlife oh, bless yet. Her, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would definitely say it is worth a watch. And I told Holly that I will happily watch it again with her because she definitely needs to see it. It's, it's very... It's, it's lovely. It's just mm. a nice... Um, it's not nice because the subject matter isn't nice, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very it's very sweet. Um, it's very emotional. Did um, we talk about what the subject matter is? A very I'm brief sure. synopsis? So basically, um, Ricky Gervais plays a character called Andy. And the, the premise is his wife dies. And the the show follows him and his struggles of basically he's got nothing left to live for because his wife's passed away and it's it's dealing with 
you know, the the stress, the emotion, the depression, the anxiety, everything which comes along with losing someone. But the way it does it is it's very it's very nice and very kind of It sounds very dramatic, but it's actually it's very a dramatic. drama comedy. There's there's a a handful of comedy moments in amongst sad moments, right. if you know what I mean, which keeps it lighthearted. It's very right. Ricky Gervais humour. And if you've watched any of his stand-ups, um, I've watched all of them. I, I really enjoy Ricky Gervais's content. You can hear his jokes, he says in his stand-ups, in the writing. So there's certain things which happen within um, Afterlife, which you can take references from a joke which he would have said in a stand-up, which um, is kind of cool, cool. because... A bit when better, you, a bit sort of... Breaking the fourth wall, perhaps, or yeah, I guess so. That it's almost like testing the water on on a stand up, and then he's wrote it into an actual drama. Yes, with yeah. with the actual comedy in the real world, and how he how he deals with certain situations. And there's some one liners in that in in Afterlife, which I had to laugh out loud. You know, when you watch something on your own, you don't normally actually go ha, 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 and laugh out loud. I've done that multiple times whilst watching it. There's just a few one liners, which is brilliant. But anyway. What about you? What well, are- that's, that's interesting you say about laughing out loud when watching stuff on your own because there's one series that I have always laughed out loud mm-hmm. while watching it on my own because I've only ever watched it on my <laughs> own is um, Arrested Development. Oh, uh, okay. Which, um, as of today, Arrested, Arrested Development, uh, so today, uh, March 15th, mm-hmm. um, Season 5, Part 2, Arrested Development comes out today. Oh, okay. So in preparation for that, I have dipped in a little bit to previous seasons, just kind of familiarize myself, remind myself what was going on. Um, So that drops on Netflix today. Uh, Very excited to see what happens to the Bluth family. Um, (laughs) If you haven't watched uh, Arrested Development, I can highly recommend it. I've seen bits and bobs of it. I've always been recommended to watch it from my good friend Aaron. He always tells me to watch it. Um, but it's just one of those things which, again, has just passed me just by, passed by, which, yeah. you know, we spoke about this last week. There's so much content mm. these days um, and seems to be so little time within our days <laughs> to consume content that, no, I haven't actually gone and, and watched any of those at, at the moment. Mm. Anything else consuming wise? Uh, I have the only other thing of major interest that I've watched this week is a trailer, which mm-hmm. is unusual for me because I don't normally watch I'm, movie trailers. Well, I'm one of those people who avoids trailers, especially with films I want to watch, like, yeah. like The Plague. Actually, I have to say as well, last Sunday I went to go and watch... That, <laughs> I totally forgot about this. This is my, this is my next question. <laughs> this is I thought to. you went to the cinema. So, yeah, I went to the cinema uh, on Sunday, uh, Sunday Just Gone mm-hmm. to watch Captain Marvel. And it was marvellous. Okay. <laughs> With no, um, no spoilers or anything? No, no spoilers. Um, it's set in the 90s, so it's actually, it predates uh, all of the other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, apart from maybe First Avenger, because it, yeah, so definitely okay. it comes after that. Um, but it basically follows Captain Marvel, and it's an origin story that is different it's anymore but it's also the first um exclusively female-led marvel film which is great and they produced it i think it came out actually on um international women's day last week so i think that was last so yeah. that was last friday. last friday um we 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 had a segment planned for our podcast last week which was international women's day which we completely forgot about which was um <laughs> our favorite women in gaming yes um but yeah actually going back to to captain marvel Highly recommend it if you're a fan of um, the Marvel movies. You kind of know what to expect in terms of tone. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of humor. Um, and again, it fits in as another piece in the great sort of Marvel cinematic universe. Um, but on the tail end of that, a uh, new trailer for Avengers Endgame dropped this week. And uh, you yeah, watched it. I watched it, which is, like I say, it's uncharacteristic for me to actually sit and watch so the trailer. So why, why did you watch the trailer if you don't normally? Well, I think riding high on the excitement that I had from Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay. So it was, as soon as that came out, I was like, I need more of this. So without going into spoiler territory, yes. Captain Marvel is going to lead you into, if you watch Captain Marvel, it will lead you into um, Avengers Endgame. Right, so okay. then... Marvel will very shrewdly say, hey, here's a trailer for Marvel, uh, for Avengers Endgame. And 
Yeah, I wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted all of that. I wanted all of that. So I have only watched it once. Um, it's a very um, artistically shot trailer mm-hmm. um, and very enticing. It doesn't give a lot away in terms of plot, which is always my big uh, fear with any trailer for any movie or yes. game or anything. Um, and it's done exactly what a trailer should do. It kind of sets the tone and it gets you excited for the movie. Did it give too much away? Didn't give too much away. Um, obviously, I guess because it's more of a teaser. It's more of a teaser. I think it's I think it's probably a longer trailer than what they put out okay. previously. Um, but there's some shots in there from like historic moments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. So that obviously increases the runtime of the trailer. Yes. Um, but it's there to build hype for the end of April when Endgame finally comes out. Good Have stuff. they released any more trailers for it, or is that the first one? I think that yeah. So they, there's been previous trailers. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you've avoided them. Funny enough, no. <laughs> so yeah, I um, I have seen the other ones, but mainly because so I believe there was one for the at the Super Bowl. Oh uh, yeah. And I think that that one was um, again another sort of setting of the scene in terms of tone. So they've all been very um, tonally focused, rather than. Um, sort of given away too much with the story. Yeah. Um, That's good though, because I great. can't stand watching a trailer or a teaser and you just go, I've seen the film now. Yeah. Normally it happens with comedies, as in they would just give you the five funniest bits, then you watch <laughs> the film and you go, well, I've, I've, I've laughed more at the trailer, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is always a bit of a letdown. But that's good to know that it's, it's teed up by the film. Like I said, I mean, I came out of Captain Marvel and I just wanted more. Yeah. Straight away. Which is obviously clever marketing because then it gets you to go over and watch the trailers. And... The Marvel machine is well yeah. oiled by now and it knows they know what, what it's to doing. Do. Yeah. <laughs> they know what to do. Any more subjects for today, Theo? Or we, we think we're, we've hit the hour mark now. This I, is going to be the longest podcast now. Is it? Well, I, I think, think last week was 55 minutes or something. I think the only over. other thing on a personal note for me is I'm very excited about Borderlands 3. Oh, okay. And I'm hoping that's what's coming. It looks like a tease from Gearbox has come out this week to say um, Borderlands 3 is coming, uh, I believe, on the 29th of March um, in Boston. So just watch the The game's going to be released 29th of March? Or the 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 reveal? Okay. I was going to say, that's a very quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's going to be really interesting because... Borderlands and Borderlands 2 and to, and the pre-sequel actually all kind of came out before the current trend of looter shooters and uh, okay. shared world shooters. It, it was doing its own kind of thing before the Destinies and before the Divisions. Um, it's a game, if you're unfamiliar with it's set on an alien planet and you um, it's all about getting more and more guns. Right. And there's like a bazillion guns. and um, But it, you could play the whole thing in co-op. Online or on a sofa you could play with three of your friends which that's cool you know was a great great feature of it back then when they um, when those games originally came out but the landscape has changed a bit now because we have these shared shared world shooters yes and you know with anthem coming out it's an alien world there's lots of guns there's you know it's is it going to appear formulaic to today's audience or what are they going to do to make it original to make again? it yeah, yeah. And you even have things like rage Oh, sorry, Rage 2, which yes. is coming out um, by id Software, who we talked about earlier. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Borderlands still, if it can, find a way to make itself relevant in 2019 or whenever it comes out. So that's rumoured to be coming out end of March. So it's re- well, it's looking like it's going to be revealed end of March. I think it's okay. been one of those big open secrets from Gearbox that they've been working on it for a while. We've seen some tech demos of some stuff and I think, you know, they have actually been on stage and said, we're working on the next Borderlands. Uh, okay. This looks like the combination of all of that to finally say, and here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be happy. I really hope I'll be happy because it's a series that I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed yeah. all of them. Um, there was also a spin-off that was made by... Um, Telltale Games. Mm-hmm. So they applied their formula to a Borderlands setting, and that was fantastic. So, and it, and actually canon as well. So we'll see what happens where Borderlands 3 takes the series. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think we're pretty much getting to the end of today's podcast. I think we're there. Theo, it's been a, a pleasure yet again. Yes, thank you for having me. 
And um, hopefully you guys have been enjoying watching or listening to this podcast this week. If you have, please uh, give it a rating on your podcast app of choice, whichever you're listening to it on. Um, And if you're watching on YouTube, you can just always leave a comment to let us know what you thought or head over to Instagram or Twitter or something and let me know. Because again, we have to get into this one day, why you're not on social media, but Theo's not on social media. It's for another time. It's for another time. Maybe next week. Yeah, maybe we'll do another podcast next week. Who knows? But like I said, um, next week's podcast, I will definitely be doing one myself. If Theo wants to join me, he can come over and join me as well. Oh, that's very kind of you. Um, But I will be talking about and revealing a new big kind of cool travel trip filming adventure thing. But anyway, that's going to be for next week. So thank you for watching. Thank you, Theo, for hanging out. And we will see you in the next podcast. See you soon. (laughs)